Blog Talk Radio. Time with Pastor Steph. what I like to hear, for this is the day the Lord has made, let us rejoice and be glad in it. So, where were you yesterday? Ah, uh, yesterday was Wow Wednesday, and uh, the ladies, the ladies reign as you know. And yesterday we got started off with our girlfriend Vivian and her socially conscious segment. Well, the Legal Aid Society, oh, they're doing something for the community as they are going in the schools and they are now teaching classes regarding your rights, knowing your rights to our young people. And one of the things they're going to teach them or they have been teaching them is you don't have to carry ID but you should but you should you know that was always a big thing for you know the the cops that you gotta have ID and things like that so it's wonderful to know that they're learning some of the things that they need to know if they are to be approached by any law enforcement. And one of the things I thought was really, really a bonus was the fact that some of the stuff that they would be teaching or, you know, advising our young people, they could actually take some of these pointers and use them at home with their parents or whatever authority figure that's in the home. So I thought that was a really good plus. What else did we get from our girl Vivian yesterday? Well, applications for gun licenses have begun to increase as bodega owners and workers. That's interesting. Our bodega owners and workers are now applying for more, you know, licenses and things like that. But as normal, they are going to have to get some training by the military and law enforcement, and then they'll be able to apply for gun licenses. 
and there have been quite a few incidences, especially if you listen to It's Due Time, quite a few instances in which, you know, bodega owners have had to protect themselves. Now, you know, this is a plus and a, you know, a negative as, you know, you ask yourself, do we really want more guns on the street? Because the more guns on the street, the more possibility, the larger the possibility is that people will actually access these guns that really should not have access to these guns. So, you know, that's a little bittersweet, um, you know, news. We want to definitely keep our, you know, merchants, our local merchants in, you know, in good health and good protection and you know, unfortunately, they are going to have to protect themselves. So, I don't know. Again, it's it's kind of like a bittersweet piece of information. We don't want to leave them out there all by themselves, right? Right. Well, we had an extended conversation yesterday, which was phenomenal. Ways how to trust God and... This was really a good one yesterday um, because based on all of our word from Vivian in regards to what's going on social, socially consciously or social consciously, you know, we had a lot of talk about mass shootings and gun ownership and things like that. And, you know, part of you know, living this life is going to mean that we're going to have to trust God. So the timing of our conversation was really good. And we talked about studying his word and how that actually, you know, adds to us trusting the Lord or kind of indicates that we're trusting God. You know, studying his word and hearing what he expects from us and what he promises us and all of the things that we have access to from God, we definitely want to keep in our face. And, you know, that was that was a nice, good one. Another good one. How about redirecting yourself when you get off course? Now, we know that the Spirit of the Lord is your GPS but you have got to do some of that as well because I'm going to tell you something. If I have not seen anything more crazy, and that is people who have the Spirit of the Lord suppressing the Spirit of the Lord. As the Bible says, quenching the Spirit of the Lord. So the same way you can give way to the Spirit is the same way you can kind of, you know, get off course and do what you want to do, which means that we are responsible for redirecting ourselves. So, you know, the GPS can be there, you know, the guide can be there, the council can be there, but if you, and I mean you, are not ready to direct and redirect yourself, you know, onto the right path, then none of that is going to matter. Right? Right. 
So that's how we spent our Wow Wednesday. And I'm advising you, go back and listen. It was really, really a blessed morning yesterday. And we got some laughs in. So if you go back and listen, you're going to get quite a treat. Okay? Okay. Well, today is Therapeutic Thursday. Yes, today we discuss our health, whether it's physical health, mental, emotional, spiritual, physical. Did I say that already? I always have to get all kinds of health. That's what I'm trying to say. Financial health, all kinds of health we talk about on Thursdays. And today we got a little treat. You know, one of our normal treats, but a treat nonetheless. And I'm ready to get this morning started. So go ahead and get that healthy breakfast. Go ahead and tell somebody that it's due time when Pastor Steph is on. And whatever you do, don't go anywhere because we will be right back. Dear HIV, I may have gotten you, but you will never, ever get the best of me. I take charge of my health. I take my HIV meds every day. I don't just live with you, I live well with you. HIV treatment works. Get in care. Stay in care. Live well. Good morning, good morning, and good morning again. Welcome back to It's Due Time with Pastor Steph. And it is Therapeutic Thursday, the day we take the time to focus on our health. And, you know, we have a unique way of doing this thing. So I'm sure you're going to enjoy our morning And we're giving God thanks that we're on this side of the week. We've made it. We've made it thus far by the grace and mercy of God. So I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm excited. And I hope that you are too. So let's get our health conversation started. Well, I stumbled across something last night, and I had not had my hands on this item in quite some time. And I used to kind of make my own. And I have to honestly tell you, as, as much as I used to use it, I had no idea benefits, the many benefits of rose water. Yeah. 
And a lot of people haven't heard of rose water. Well, rose water is very simple. It's made by either simmering or distilling rose petals. Or you can add essential oils to the water. And it really has quite a few benefits. And I actually used to use this for different um, things and uh, different uses. And, you know, they want us to know that it's important to note that some of the research on rose water is, you know, quite potent. All right. And um, they've found out quite a few things about rose water. And um, one of the things, skin effects. And I used to make rose water by simmering sometimes or I either um, just kind of sat it in some distilled water. And some of my little home remedies included um, rose water for your skin. Okay, and it produces anti-wrinkling effects. Yes, okay. And they say it occurs through the reduction of an enzyme, and we all know this enzyme, collagen, which is a skin protein. And the suppression of the enzyme means rose petal as Extract, excuse me, may help maintain skin's elasticity. All righty. So, it also can inhibit, inhibit, excuse me, inhibit skin inflammation, skin redness, itchiness, and swelling. And that's you know, to any fungus or anything like that. Rose water also possesses an antioxidant. And mm, it also helps with reducing the skin damage that's associated with UV lighting. Okay. So that's some of the effects for skin. And that's your rose water for skin. Rose water for digestion. Now, that I did not know about, so this is news to me. Now, they say traditionally rose water has been used to manage abdominal pain and digestive issues from quite long ago. And it can also be used as a mild laxative. Okay, so, hmm, you know, maybe do your research. You know, I don't know how many of you need to use a laxative, but, you know, it might be a little, you know, better than taking some of these harsher laxatives. So you might want to jump on that bandwagon. Stress. Rose water can be used for stress reduction. Mm, wow. Now, there's been some um, studies that have shown that 
rose water can have anti-anxiety effects. Mm, that's a nice little plus. That's a real nice plus, as we all need that every once in a while. It's used to treat kidney failure as well. And, you know, um, they said a lot of the uh, components that come out of rose water help to not only reduce stress, but stress-related skin symptoms. Wow. They say that um, we have some special cells that rose water helps to um, relieve, you know, in case those cells get kind of messy and have some type of stress. And, yeah, you'd be surprised how much stuff we, you know, cells actually do, and they can go either way, plus or minus. Now, there's some other um, special cells in the nose that, thanks to rose water, detects certain smells and relays them to the brain for processing, and that helps to reduce stress. I mean, look at God's given. I mean, this just this this stuff is amazing to me as I study more and more of just the natural um, natural blessings that God gives us. Now, um, they say that there are some benefits from rose water that can have an antioxidant activity and windpipe relaxing effect. So, I mean, you are really, I say, do, do, your, do your research. Just do your research. This is just an introduction. This is quite interesting. Now, anti-cancer effects, rose water. Now, they say that um, they have done some studies that rose water may help to fight some tumors or substances that contribute to cancer. So that is really something that, you know, you want to look up just in the event. You know, you can get more out of it and you can actually take the time to make your rose water and... So I'm just going to go through this really quickly. Just take your rose um, petals. Now, you can order this off Amazon. That's what I used to do. And they're already cleaned and dried and everything. And I don't mean dried out. I mean, they're still pretty moist, the ones that I used to get. Now, you take them. You can put them in a saucepan. Pour some distilled water. That's what you want to use. You don't want to use regular water. You want to use distilled water. And you don't have to use a lot. Okay, you just use a little. And you turn the heat on to like low or medium. And you simmer the petals to the point where they're almost colorless. Take them off the heat. Allow them to cool. Pour them um, through like a filter, and just put them in the refrigerator. Now, let me let you understand. Let me help you understand. Rose water is not like forever and ever. No. 
if if kept too long, it does become moldy. Yes, I remember mold would be sitting at the top. So you want to not make a whole lot, but make a little bit to use for like more of of like I would say maybe every once once a week, no more than two weeks. And you would get a lot of benefits. And some of those benefits, you can apply them to your skin or hair and moisturize your skin and hair. Yeah. So either you can use the rose water just by itself or you can use use it with other moisturizers. And do your research to find out which moisturizers you can use it with that would, you know, maximize the use of your rose water. Okay? Inhale. They remember we just got talk, got finished talking about the vapors you know, as the, the cells in your nose will help to reduce stress by taking that to your brain, okay? Now, they say if you sip on rose water, just not a whole lot, you're not drinking this now, but a moderate amount of rose water, they say that can also help to reduce stress and anxiety, Okay. And they say some people use rose water in their baking and cooking. That I never um, knew, but they say all rose water is not safe to ingest because they may contain chemicals or additives. So you want to make sure you do your research, and before you do it, um, before you begin to consume it, like that last little, you know, the, the inhaling and things like that, but the sipping and putting it in your food, you want to make sure that you consult with your doctor because, remember, this is natural, and, and when you're using, like, or when you're taking meds, you don't want that stuff to kind of, kind of counteract, okay? All righty. So... Now, you can add rose water with a little coconut oil, and they say you can put that on your face. Mm. Also, you can use rose water and apple cider vinegar to create a hair rinse. Wow. They say if you mix rose water with a cream, Certain creams, you can create a face mask. And so you apply that for a few minutes, and then you rinse it off. If you mix rose water with aloe vera, aloe vera gel, they say you can get a natural skin toner. Mm. Okay. So you want to, you know, get to using rose water for those things. Wow. So before, again, before you use this, this, I I want to remind you again, this is natural. And not all natural things you can use like unlimited, um, you know, uh, and not only unlimited, but large amounts. So you want to make sure you take your time and do your research. But like I said, I used to use rose water for... Um, hair, um, some hair 
um, washes and things like that, and some skin um, things. So you can actually, I've used it, and like I said, in moderate in moderation. Okay. All righty, we got a couple more minutes, and. I want to talk about something that I came across. Now, my hope is that you are not actually indulging, but everybody, every one of us knows someone, sometimes even our children, who are drinking alcohol. And I came across this article, which was really interesting, and it talks about what bartenders say that they don't drink they wouldn't order these things themselves in a bar or a restaurant wherever and one of the things that they say they would not order they say on tap beer now can you imagine that on tap beer that's like one of the big things you know, in bars and things like that. Give me a beer on tap. Well, they said, and I'm not surprised, they say that a lot of these um, taps are not drained and cleaned properly. Yeah. So they say that it's nasty and it, it, it has all kinds of gunk and fruit flies. Ooh, ooh, ooh. And I have to tell you, I have seen this. Uh-oh, I just got something from our resident server and restaurant worker. She says that it, they're not. Also, they say that wine, they would not order wine. Why? Because they say you don't know how long the wine's been open. Yeah. Wow, wow. They say that they recommend things like gin and tonic or whiskey and coke. Now again, you're not gonna run to the you know, to the bar and order these things, but have these conversations with your drinkers. You know, we can't always tell people to stop drinking and they listen. That would be a perfect world, right? So at least we can give them some things to stay away from. Now check this one out. They say bartenders say that they will never order a Long Island iced tea. Mmm. They say that the mix of vodka, white rum, tequila, gin, and a triple sec, they say is juvenile. And they say it's over, it's like over overkill. Yeah, it's straight overkill. And they say that most people drink that because they want to get drunk quicker. Mmm, wow, wow. And they, uh, oh, there we go. They say, yup. <laughs> she says, yes putting a stamp on that one as well. Now, they say for those who order the espresso martinis, they say, no, 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 no. They say, why? Because 
these bars are not equipped with like espresso machines. So you're really not getting a really good um, espresso martini. They say the coffee has probably sat around for quite some time. And it comes out pretty much flat when you um, <laughs> when you have it. So you're not getting, you know, all that you're paying for, in other words. Okay? So don't bother. So tell your people, don't bother. Okay? What else are they saying? Margaritas. Mmm. They say that it's really, um, it's really tricky. Although it's quick, it's really tricky. They say that it's tequila, lime juice, and triple sec and ice. But they say you rarely get a perfect margarita. Mmm. They say most times the sour mix is wrong. Sometimes they. Um, do sugar, sometimes they do salt, and they say some people put peach snaps in it, or sometimes they'll use the triple sec. So because it can come in any variation, you probably won't get what you're really looking for, and it's not a staple because they have kind of done some switching around. So you may not get what you're looking for. Now, they're saying a Ramos Gin Fizz is a specialty cocktail, and it really um, requires an experienced hand. So you have egg whites, gin cream, and a simple syrup and citrus. And they say it's really, really labor-intensive. And if you are in a bar, that is like hopping, they say you'll never get what you're supposed to get because it's quite cumbersome because it has to um, have a perfect shake to it that will blend the um, egg properly. And they say it just, it, it even requires, they say, a good five minutes um, of this dry shaking. So please do not bother. Please do not bother and tell your people do not bother. And, again, I'm saying please, I hope you're not ordering this, but I really wanted to get this out today. Um, we have one more, and they say Guinness. Don't order the Guinness at a busy bar. They say it really um, mm -hmm, takes some time to get that Guinness right. So please do not bother to order it. And, again, I'm really hoping that I'm not talking to actual drinkers, but I was very inclined to um, include this in our tip this morning because you can pass this information on, especially for those who drink that tap beer. You do not want your people drinking stuff that can make them sick. So 
please pass that information along, okay? Okay. Well, 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 it is Therapeutic Thursday. And, you know, once a month, we have Tress Talk with Gertie, and this is our week. And we've got some um, exciting news. I mean, I say we because it's airing through it's through time with Pastor Steph, but our sister Gertie has, I mean, some phenomenal news, and uh, I can't wait for her to share it. So let's say good morning to our sister, minister, friend, Gertie. Good morning. Good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning. It's a good and great morning. (laughs) I can hear it just by the way you say good morning, good morning, good morning. My goodness, how are you today? You sound like extra, extra, extra today. Really? No, I'm good. I'm good. I'm actually. No, I mean, that's a good thing. Yeah, yeah, I ain't yeah, complaining. Yeah, right, I'm not right, complaining. Right, <laughs> oh, I'm glad you're doing well. So let's Thank let's you. get to chatting. What's the great right. news? The great news is that as of Monday, I have two weeks since my book was dropped and published, and I'm excited about it and looking forward to, to talking with you all about it. Um, The name is Loving Your Tresses, A Step-by-Step Guide to Natural Hair Care. Mm. Well, first, we cannot go another second without saying congratulations. No, we got to do it right. Congratulations. (laughs) Congratulations to you. This is, you know, um, very well-deserved. And I'm sure you worked hard on this presentation. And uh, we're blessed to have this at our fingertips. Really, really blessed to have this. So before we go into any details, let's go Mm -hmm. into the uh, inspiration into writing this book. That's a great question. Um, Actually, I wrote two books. And learning to, to you know, be able to move as the Spirit moves you, it's so important. Uh, not mm-hmm. only is it important to be obedient, but I think immediate obedience is, is God's standard. Well, mm-hmm. at least in my life, you know. And mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. if God tells you to do something and you sit on it or you rationalize that it's not the right time or you allow fear to take over, that's not obedience, you know. And right. so it's like... When God tells you to do something, to do it without second-guessing or having other thoughts. And so it's been a long time. And I finally kind of just just knocked out the time. And not only did I write this one, but I wrote another one. And so God, you know, had placed it on my heart to do it and get it out there. And then I got into, once again, got into my mind with the editing and the book cover and this and that. And so... Time is going, and I, I'm feeling that that push in my spirit, and I'm like, but it's not ready. The other one's not ready, and you know how you just know that you know. Guy was like, no, mm-hmm. if both aren't ready, drop the one. 
Wow. And I, you, I just pushed forward with it. And not that it's um, important to see, you know, your rankings or any of that, but I am amazed that out of just that obedience, that I didn't do a book launch. I didn't, I didn't go the traditional route. And to see as of last night, it's number seven in hair care and styling on Amazon's hot new releases list. I am blown away because, you know, I know, <laughs> I know the amount of work that went into it. However, I also recognize that it doesn't matter what we do or what we feel or how we think something is so good. If God doesn't provide the increase, it's not going to happen. You know, we don't, we don't have to worry about these standards that the world gives us. If God tells you to do something, you do it. You know, um, Charles Stanley was um, a pastor that I, I listened to for years, years, um, more early in my, my faith walk. And one thing that I remember him for always saying is obey God and leave the consequences to him. And Amen. when I tell you, like, no true words, and so, um, so just that's also a, um, an announcement that there is a, a second one forthcoming, and um, that one I I deep dove into um, dry scalp and dandruff, and so that one is called Soothe and Nourish, a Comprehensive Guide to Healthy Scalp, um, because so many people go through these different scalp issues. So that one's coming. It's still being edited. I still haven't gotten a book cover and designed for it. But the book, the manuscript is already written. So for the task at hand, Loving Your Tresses, um, what was really important to me in writing this, because I, um, I consider myself to be a hair nerd and have so much information, <laughs> writing the book wasn't the hard part. Writing the book, I went above and beyond. There was so much information. But what God put on my heart was that I need to take all of this information and narrow it down and make it bite-sized and make it to the point where wow. a five-year-old can pick it up and read it and understand and that wow. was the hardest for me to do. And so okay. I am grateful for for the fact that it was so many years of just information, both learned and experienced through doing it, through countless amounts of heads of hair I've done, and really, really peeling it back so that it can be your handy pocketbook reference where you can go in and pick it up and get some information to help you on your journey. And so I'm really grateful for it. I'm really grateful and excited about it, and I pray that it blesses everyone who gets a copy. Amen, amen, amen. <laughs> you know, you said so much in, in, in that answer and that response to the question. You, you talked about faith. You talked about trusting God. You talked about stepping out and just leaving, like you said, the results to him. Right. You know, when he tells you to, you know, I have a tagline, when God tells you to move, you just move. You, know, you just don't even think about That's it. Right. And right. I, I agree with you. You're talking to a kindred spirit here. You know, people think that I'm crazy half the time. I'm like, listen, I'm, I'm just doing what the <laughs> Lord told me to do. So you, right. this is a wonderful testament as to you know, what happens when you step out on faith, and it's wonderful to know that, again, like you said, without all of the typical, um, you know, Shanti and I talk about this all the time. 
we talk mm-hmm. about how when God has your journey designed for you, you're not going to have to go the normal route everybody else goes. Everybody Listen. thinks, like you said, that they got to do it this way. They write the book, then they have to do a launch, and they got to do a signing, yep. and they got to do a tour, and they got to do this. And all God had you do was put it out, and already he moved you to number seven. And this is, like, amazing. So I'm so glad you share that with us because this is the reason why I really try to keep Christian um, uh, people on because regular people mm-hmm. would not give the credit to God like that. You know, they're just, it's just them. But being that, right, you yeah. know, you know what God has done. Now right. you're not only talking about your the hair and all of the information that you have about and the knowledge you have about hair, but you're also talking about trust and faith in his works and all kinds of things. So it's a it's right. it's such a bonus to you know, to have, you know, all this information, you know, from you and again, well deserved all from what you just spell out to us each you know, each month, we're so blessed, and, you know, we're praying for the best uh, for this, uh, you know, by the time your next book reaches, it'll be number one when it hits the sh- when it hits Amazon. We're declaring that Amen. right Amen. now. Amen. Ah, ah. Amen. Your lips to his ears. Yes, ma'am. So we're really excited. We're really excited for you when you sent me the information. I was kind of hopping around in my chair over here, you know, because I know someone, you know, I know somebody who knows somebody. Oh, girl, let's say that again. I know somebody who knows somebody who can really take us from being on one level to the next. So I'm excited about getting into the book and – as I always do with my authors, I kind of go through your table of contents. Sometimes I get a chance to read it, and this time, you know, I didn't. But what I'm going to do is I'm going to pick out, you have one, two, three, let's see, five chapters here. So mm-hmm. it, I'll, I'll choose one, and then you choose one in that particular chapter to you know, expound on just to wet everybody's whistle so they can run out and get this book and take it to number one. All right? Amen. Amen. All right. So let's talk about Chapter One, which is, give us the title. Chapter One, Understanding Natural Hair. All righty. So everybody, as we've spoken about previously, everybody, you know, has a lot of people have shifted to this natural hair. And um, you told us one particular time that natural hair is not what we think it is. So I'm looking at a little line that says common myths about natural hair. So I'd really like to just give us two of the common myths about natural hair. Just two, just two. 
second. Okay, so common myths about natural hair. Um, okay, myth number one, natural hair is unruly and unmanageable. That's one. And Okay. Saying um, natural hair is unruly and unmanageable is like saying um, thread. Uh, a, a spool of thread is, if you just throw it somewhere and then the thread gets all tangled and all that, thread is unruly, you know, and unmanageable. It's not that it's unruly and unmanageable. Oftentimes, people aren't using the right products to work with their hair or they're not taking the right courses on how to how to actually manage their hair. But natural hair is not unruly and unmanageable. It's able to equip ourselves with knowing how to go about addressing natural hair. And so the same, um, the same way you would go about, okay, let's take the, the pool of thread, that I, the, the spool of thread I'm speaking on. The thread, for it to be manageable and have some order to it, it it's what? It's wound around a spool. So that when you need thread, you, um, you're able to take it off of the spool in a way that it won't get tangled and knotted or matted, you know? Um, but if you just mm-hmm. are um, pulling the thread all non-haphazardly and you're not intentional about how you're getting that thread, then you're going to have what? A knotted mess. It's the same right. thing. So, so, so just wanting to get rid of those myths and that stigma that placed on natural hair and it's not that the hair itself is because it's, it's not properly taken care of that lets it get to that point where it's um, unmanageable or unruly and it doesn't matter how tight your coil is you know mm, and so okay. I find that I find that it's really getting to the, the, the heart of changing our mindset and, and I talk about this in the book and approaching working with or caring for your hair from a strength-based perspective, you know, like you want to embrace it. You're going to look forward to it. You're not going to go at it with with um, begrudgingly, like, oh, I've got to do my hair now. It takes so long. And <laughs> if, you, if you go into it with that attitude of my hair just is unruly and I just, I wasn't born with that good stuff. If you, like, look at your attitude or your posture approaching it. You know, if I was your hair, I wouldn't want to be cooperative either. <laughs> you know, that's kind of what the spoken word. And so even in, you know, adjust, adjust that energy, adjust your spirit in how you're even approaching to how you can for God's temple. Wow. I actually really like that. I really do. I don't think a lot of people have even thought of it on that level when it comes to your hair. So I, I actually right. I actually like that. Before you go any further, let me encourage all of you, you know how to reach me. Make sure you hit me up if we say something or our sister Gertie gives you some information that you need some clarity on or you got a question. Make sure you, you know, dialogue. Don't let her go and then you talking about I need to ask. Get her while she's <laughs> right, on, right. man. Get her while right, she's right. on. Okay, we got her for, uh, well, let's see, 45 minutes left. So <laughs> get get her on. Now, before you go any further, uh-huh. I want to ask you a question because this sure. has got something to do with what you're saying. 
I have a daughter who I don't ever remember her saying this before she had a daughter, but she doesn't <laughs> like to. Yeah, I don't remember her saying this, and you know, and and her daughter does not have bad hair, but she does not like to hear people say you have nappy hair. She, I mean, I don't know where this came from, but all of a sudden she just. <laughs> Became like so against. She's like, stop saying people got nappy hair. People's hair is not nappy. What do you think about that concept? I can um, I can agree with her. There's um, like I said before, there's power in the spoken word, and we 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 do know that words, you know, can be triggers. They can be very triggering, and so when you hear certain words and they trigger something within you, I always say, okay. Where does the, what's the root of that? And it's because nappy has traditionally had a negative connotation. Right. And so, Absolutely. Um, right. And so in lieu of saying nappy, you know, tightly coiled. You know, I have a really tightly coiled hair. You know, and saying it, once again, in the affirmative. Not, oh, my hair so tightly coiled, it's so tight. Like, we don't want to do that, <laughs> you know? Um, that's just like um, dreadlocks. I don't say dreadlocks. I, either, I teach my children or other people who I service that the the root of dreadlocks were when the slave masters were saying that our locks were dreadful, and there's nothing dreadful about our hair. And so I don't, and you find so many people, um, people of color, black people, and otherwise are referring to the locks as dreadlocks, and, may, and that's become um, a, a norm, and so very few people are, you know, not ascribing to that. And there's nothing dreadful about our hair. Um, regardless on how we choose to wear it. And so if you choose to wear locks, there's nothing dreadful about it. And to take it a step further, um, with, um, like, for instance, Rastafarians, that's part of their religion. So they're not going to necessarily get their locks retwisted and styled and all. They're letting it naturally lock up and grow. And sometimes it can look unkempt, but that still does not mean that their locks are dreadful. And so... That's another word that's triggering and, you know, and it has a negative connotation and a stigma associated with it. And so if more of us would be intentional about, you know, not ascribing to these negatively laced descriptors of uh, what's natural to us, I think that that would help in, in bringing light to how these, these connotations can be triggers. So I agree with your wow. daughter. You know, our hair is not nappy. But then you, you do find there's, there's those that have that school of thought that they're going to take it and um, and own it and try to change the narrative. And I just, for me, certain things, it's so deeply rooted that I'd rather just stay away from it. You know, it's like okay. with the example I gave of dreadlocks, I'm not going to, I'm, that's my personal choice, not to um, adopt it and say that I'm going to make it into um, a positive. You know, because when I think of the word dread or dreadful, there's nothing positive from that for me. Right, right, right. Absolutely. But even by the bare definition of dreadful, you know, it, again, exactly. there's nothing good about dreadful. That's the whole right. uh, definition of the word is the exact opposite. So I can actually, I, I actually didn't even know that 
dreadlocks came from dreadful. I had no idea. So yeah, again, dreadful you're locks. bringing us. Wow, you're bringing us some, you know, some really interesting um, information. Now, in this chapter one, understanding natural hair, what's one of the things you want us to know about this particular um, particular chapter and and why we need to read this chapter? Because I think if you. I think with anything in life, you know, once you have a, a, a proper understanding and getting other insight into whatever the subject matter is, that you're equipping yourself from a place of knowledge and expertise. And once you understand something that you have, that you're empowered to want to go about it in, um, in a productive way. And so... I thought it was important to start out that way. Like, you know what, before we even get into the do's and don'ts, what works, what doesn't, some recipes or ideas and just some techniques, let's just get to a place of having a common starting point, a common understanding. And so because even natural hair or textured hair, the whole concept, you know, it's taken up a lot of um, popularity in recent years. And so I think it's important that you set the foundation from where your point of departure is. And for me, it was important that we start out at um, a level playing field or at a, from a common place so that as we move further into the work, into this work, we, we have the foundation set. And so we're all clear on where that's coming from. Because I, I, I still, to this day, have a lot of people that they equate not getting a relaxer with right. being, having natural hair. And I've said it, you know, on past episodes that if you're doing color, if you're doing any, if you're using any type of product to manipulate or change the way your hair naturally goes out your head, that's not natural. <laughs> I'm not, and I'm not saying that's, I'm not equating not being natural with being bad. You know, right. that's not what I'm saying. I got you. But there's a lot of people that are like, oh, like even with myself, while I don't have a relaxer, this is a full head of color, okay? Because if we, if I'm really gonna be natural, you're gonna see grays all around my hairline. I mean, they're disrespectful. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not quite ready to be that wise, you know. And so, understanding that if you're you're having color or or um, if you're using certain products, you know, we have these stretching curl creams and puddings, and we're doing all these things to alter the natural texture of our hair. That's not natural. And so just really get into the base of that, and then from there we can move forward. So it's really kind of like a grounding or a centering exercise, you know, to get us on the same page, To and from there we can build. Right, right, right. Okay, okay. I'm, I'm interested already. I'm interested <laughs> already. Chapter yeah, so two. I started that out. What would you say? To set the I started it with chapter one on understanding natural hair to just set the stage from where we'll build upon in the the other chapters. Okay, okay. Well, Chapter 2, what's mm -hmm. that name? What's the title? Chapter 2, Creating a Healthy Hair Care Routine. Okay, now, why is that next? Well, once you're understanding, okay, this is what we're working with, the next part, because this whole thing is a is a guide to natural hair care. 
And what I find oftentimes helps us with regard to hair or anything in life is establishing a um, establishing some standards, establishing norms, establishing a system that can work for you in order to move forward. And so now that we started out in chapter one, setting the foundation for our language, what what means what it means, and um, breaking that down, now we can go to now. Let's start looking at how can we customize it and apply it for self because this is a guide that you know you're it it was made for you to be able to use for yourself if you're mm-hmm. a provider but say for instance you're neither you're it's not for you for you to do it yourself and it's not for you to do it for someone but if you go and get service you can at least detect or um, assess if the provider is doing right by you okay okay Ooh. Now, I'm looking at the mm-hmm. mm, items in Chapter 2, and mm-hmm. we've kind of talked about a couple of them, even in that small um, ama- amount of time that we've been on. Let's talk about hmm, choosing the right shampoo for natural hair. Let's talk about that one. Right. And so one of the things that's important is understanding that, um, once again, there's a lot of catchphrases and a lot of, um, of um, warnings and things to be, be aware of. And when understanding how natural hair works, you want to make sure that you're able to choose shampoos where you're going to do a great job at breaking up, you know, build up and really cleansing and thoroughly cleansing the hair and the scalp without necessarily stripping it. And so that's key. You know, your your shampoo and your conditioning are the foundation for how you're caring for your hair on the outside, right? Um, mm-hmm. You know, I always mm-hmm. say healthy hair starts from the inside out. So right. aside from, you know, the inside, which I touch on in the book as well, on the outside. So choosing the right shampoo and conditioner is important because that's your – that's your foundation for what you're doing on the hair that you see and feel. And so it's important to approach it not haphazard, not just, you know, whatever's on sale. You want to make sure that mm-hmm. because natural hair, curlier hair, tends to be on the drier side. Um, however, um, curly girls often tend, tend to be product-heavy, finding a good balance in um, a shampoo or a cleanser that's going to be powerful enough to break through all of that yet gentle enough that it's not stripping the hair. Okay, okay. And I, now, was, I, was, I, was, intentional, okay. I was intentional about not, not, I wanted this to be something where you're empowered to know what to look for to make it, okay. to customize it for yourself. And so I was intentional on not pinpointing specific product lines or, or companies. You know, I, I feel okay. that it's important that people are, um, educated on what to look for, and then that will hopefully ease your your um, inhibition in going into these stores where there's a plethora of options now, and right. you can go there informed knowing what to look for. So I was intentional okay. about not necessarily promoting a particular product line. Okay, okay. Now, I have a question because I was sure. going to ask a question and then you kind of answered it already. But I'm going to – something else I thought about when you were talking. Now, 
Mm-hmm. I, I have this thing where I always tell people, make sure you know you. Nobody knows you better than you. So when you go to the doctor and the doctor starts asking you questions, I think it is just a shame when people go in and tell me, I don't know, I don't remember. How can the doctor help you if you don't know what you need to know? So in saying right. that, my thought is, how do you learn your hair? How do you learn what to look for in your hair? So even if you walked into the, to the, into a store and you wanted to ask, where can I find such and such a thing? How do you even know what to ask for if you don't know your hair? So what's one of the first things you need to pay attention to about your hair that will equip you in knowing what to buy in the store. Okay. I'm going to begin the answer to that question with a question, if I may. Okay. If I'm eating, if I'm eating an apple and I ask you, is this apple sweet? How will you know if the apple's sweet? Based on my own taste buds and you know, how I assess things. I can right. only gauge what's so sweet to me. You have to do, but the first thing you have to do is what? Taste the apple. Right. Same thing. It's the same thing. You have to get in your hair. You have to try to start doing your hair. Um, mm. Often you don't want to go through the process of learning and knowing it, but you hit the nail on the head. You've got to actually be in your hair and scalp to know. Right. You know, and, it's, and as you're doing it, you'll start to see um, patterns. You start to see how your hair works, what it works with. And it's really trial and error. Mm-hmm. However, mm-hmm. Um, the point in, in in my guide is to give you some general understandings of what, you know, what's good or what to look for, right? So, right. Uh, it's, for example, no one will ever need Clorox as a part of their natural hair care routine, Right. So we, we, okay. I, I, I cut out all of that stuff in um, knowing, okay, to at least give you a guide on pointing you in the right direction. Now it's okay. up to you to, to take this information and, and customize it to what works for you and how it works for you. Generally speaking, like I said earlier, with your cleanser, you want, it, you want to make sure that you're focusing on a cleanser that's going to be able to, to cleanse without stripping the hair. You know, and so I'll, I'll go into, uh, I do talk about common ingredients to look for. Um, what okay. does help? The difference between, you know, being able to um, do your your general maintenance as opposed to when you're doing a deep conditioner and what to look for in that. You see what I'm saying? So you're equipped yes. with giving, mm-hmm. you, giving you, I give you guidelines. Good, okay. From which you can build upon. You know, and it was important to not, um, focus on a particular product line because things change right. and what you'll find we're constantly changing. So what can right. work for you, um, a product line that can work for you for years, you'll find out after a while, you know, I need to ch- switch this up or, you know, I, it's not giving me the same results anymore, you know, because different things are changing. Right, right. I love this conversation. Oh, my goodness, I'm loving this conversation. Okay, so having said that, um, 
Oh, my goodness, I had a, a question that I wanted to ask. Um, oh, 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 Okay, here we go, here we go. Here we go, here we go. For those who have always had someone else do their hair, mm-hmm. now you're forced to do your own hair. And now you need to know your hair. So here's my question. Should you mm-hmm. always allow someone else to be in your hair and you never know what is going on with your own hair? So you can't go buy anything for you because you don't know nothing about you. The hairdresser knows about you. Right. Well, there's some situations where there are people who can't do their hair ever, you know, and so you want to, like I said, this you can use it as a guide to at least have an understanding of what's going on. So in case you are in a situation where someone's doing your hair and you see they pull out that Clorox, you can be like, uh-uh, uh-uh. <laughs> you know, you'll be well-versed in that and you know it. And even if you're not okay. doing your hair, because it's your hair and your scalp, you will know if you're experiencing um, if, if something you'll experience changes, right? So, say for instance, mm-hmm. traditionally you didn't really, you never really had any issues with your scalp. You never experienced excessive itching or you know anything with something weird, right? Some type of sensation, and then then you start to notice that something's different or something is off. You don't have to necessarily be the one doing your hair on a regular basis um, or at all to be able to notice when something's happening, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. right? Most of us, most of us um, aren't doctors, but we know when something's going on with our bodies. Right, right. You know, internally, right. and then we, what do we do? Then, you know, well, what should we do is go to get it checked out, you know, go to find out what's happening. And to your point, being um, transparent on everything, all of the symptoms, saying all of it, but being very much in tune with yourself. And so... It's the same thing. I, I, I'm not a heart surgeon. I'll never be able to perform heart surgery on myself. Um, that will always be someone else who has to do it. But I do have license in saying that, you know what, I'm noticing a difference in the rhythm of my heartbeat. You know, I'm having these palpitations. I'm feeling some, some tightness. It's the same thing that can apply. You know, and so mm-hmm. what would I do? Okay. I would I would do some research to learn about the heart. While I would never perform the heart surgery, Right, right. Okay, I like this stuff. I like this stuff. Okay, okay. All right. Let's talk about Chapter 3. Okay. Named. (laughs) Chapter 3, Styling Technique for Natural Hair. Mm. So, once again... I was not looking to make this a style guide, like a, a step-by-step tutorial on doing hair. I, I feel that that, you know, you get that a dime a dozen that's out there all over the place. And, you know, I just always mm-hmm. say buyer beware. But mm-hmm. once again, equipping, equipping you with knowing what to look for, whether you're providing it for yourself, for someone, or you're getting it done. Really knowing what to look out for and how to approach styling. So that's, that's what the, the point of the chapter is with the subsequent subchapters. Okay. So I have a question. I'm sure. seeing here, it's wigs and extensions, temporary versatility. Now, why would wigs be in styling techniques for natural hair? 
Well, why not? Mm-hmm. Because, we're, like I said, the, the, it's saying that those that's another um, option for styling. So we find a lot of times people will, you know, extremes are just that. They're extremes. They, they shouldn't be your norm or your standard. And so when anything that's taken to the extreme oftentimes will have adverse effects, right? And so for those who... They are. They have this resolve and decided that it's wigs here on out. I don't necessarily encourage that, you know. However, mm-hmm. they can be. Uh, they can be an option for versatility, and they could be an mm-hmm. option um, seasonally. You know, it could be wigs can be a great option for if you want to give your hair a break, if you want to try something new with um, low commitment. Say, for instance, you don't. You're not necessarily ready to straighten your hair, and for a season, mm-hmm. you want straight hair. The wigs have gotten so much better from the days mm, of my mm. mother and my grandmother. Yes, ma'am. They have. So much better, you know, and thank the good Lord for that. <laughs> and so they, they, they are great options when properly done and properly used. I'm not, I'm not against them. I'm not against extensions or any of that when done properly. And so, once again, this is a guide to give you those, those um, parameters on how you can use this in the affirmative. Okay. Now, I'm not against it. I'm not saying it should or shouldn't. I'm just asking because I'm, I'm sure right. somebody might open up a book, open up your book and go like, what is this doing here? So I, right. I definitely wanted to um, get a, a little explanation as to how that got included in this particular, I'm talking about natural hair, and right. I'm looking at wigs and extensions. It's like, okay, well, what does that have to do with natural hair? Um, right. Right. I actually uh, was thinking about right before you said it, I was thinking about the wigs and the versatility of wigs and right. how there are so many different styles, there's so many different colors, there's so many. And I was like, whoa. And I thought the same thing. I was like, child, I remember when my mother's mother, my grandmother used to wear her wigs. And like you said, man, wigs had such a negative. <laughs> and people were like, oh, there they go with that wig. You know, especially right. if it was, it was an older person. So thank God we do have, you know, now the wigs are so much um, better and different. And you can have the look you want to have. You don't have to have a standard look. You know, you can have whatever look you want to have based on how you're feeling, based on what you're thinking, based on what you're wearing, where you're going, you know, how long you're going to have it on. So I, I think it is um, a good inclusion um, in this chapter for styling techniques because, like you said, if you don't decide to do something permanent with wig wearing, at least you know that I can now take a little shift and put a wig on. For Stephanie, that's just not the thing. I, if I can't get to scratch my head, it ain't going to work. I'd be the ticket off in the middle of the, uh, <laughs> the restaurant, and we'd all be unhappy. So that that's not right. an option for me. I need something where I can just access my scalp. But you know, I, I think it's I think it I think it's great. I think it's great that it's been included here um as an an option for styling techniques. So and also I like remember it. 
remember, wigs and extension can be a part of your treatment plan or your care plan if you have a particular goal for your hair. Say, for instance, right, right, locks for years, and they decide they don't want to have the locks anymore, and they, right. you know, you want to cut all the locks off. They're not comfortable with that beginning stage of when you, you right. have all of this hair, and now you cut you cut all the locks out, and it's at that that stage, the, the length where you're not comfortable with it. Wigs mm-hmm. are, can be part mm-hmm. of that treatment plan as we're caring for your hair and scalp, treating it, um, braiding it down, or, or prepping it, or doing something with your hair for a season until mm-hmm. your hair gets to the length where you do want to wear it out. You know, right, and so right. we 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 it's also an option. Um, during treatment, or say, for instance, someone had uh, a bad experience with something, either some type of reaction, or they had they experienced unexpected hair loss, or something. Mm-hmm. You know, it's mm-hmm. not necessarily just a cosmetic um, uh, a, a change, like for vanity, which you know very right. well. We know that for, for vanity's sake, absolutely, you have those options, mm-hmm. but they they really can be a great option for a purpose. You know. Right. I like that point. I like that point because it's. It's real. It's real. Right. I like that. Chapter four. What's the title? Chapter four. It is Troubleshooting Common Natural Hair Issues. Mm. And I actually could have I, I could have named it Troubleshooting Common Hair Issues, but um, particularly with natural hair because I think that there's um, that – well, what's been known, studies have, statistics have shown that in the natural hair community, there's um, an overabundance of product usage. Mm, okay. So, okay. yeah, I just wanted to, uh, you, you'll find that, you, I find that I, I, will, I am repeating the same things over and over, you know, to different people. And so that really was like, you know what, let me, let me write it down and get it in a book. And so it'll, be, it'll reach even more people, Lord willing. Right. You know, the, right. uh, the, 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 of saying these things. Oh, okay, okay. Right, so well, it makes in sense. This, in, this chapter, mm-hmm, in this chapter, we, we address, um, and once again, this is not an exhaustive list of the different issues that people mm-hmm. experience, but these are among the, the most popular that I've encountered in my experience. Okay, okay. Well, one of the sub- uh, chapters, natural remedies for scalp health. Name one. Um, natural remedies. I'm going through. Which one? You know, I'm gonna. I'll pick on the apple cider vinegar, um, only because it's been something that. Apple cider vinegar, I feel within the past 10, 15 years, has really kicked up. In, um, it sure has. Well, yeah, apple cider vinegar has been a, a powerhouse with regard to um, intern, like ingestion internally uh, with mm-hmm. weight loss, with gut health, and mm-hmm. all of that. Everything, However, yes. Right, right. And so um, in, the, in the last few years, it's been really um, touched on and looked at in the hair care realm. I remember mm-hmm. I worked at a salon, oh gosh, this had to have been close to 20 years ago, 
and the the owner she was a um, she was a trichologist and really into hair care and all and that was my first introduction to apple cider vinegar and mm-hmm. it actually really it was a traumatic experience because what she would do which was a great treatment however mm-hmm. it stank oh my gosh the the it was so poignant in in what it did in the salon because she would use it on I mean, she specialized in natural hair, and mm-hmm. she had she was one of the first few people, and like I said, this was over 20 years ago, where she used a hair steamer, and one of her, her really popular treatments was to do an apple cider vinegar pre-shampoo treatment. So now you mm-hmm. have women coming in with with who knows why <laughs> from the... Right, um, right. And this would be what she would apply, she, and she would have her... Her, um, she would actually make the apple cider vinegar um, pure and fresh and apply it to the scalp and then put them under a steamer. So you can only imagine the aroma that still right. <laughs> Wow, however, okay. However, as much as it, um, the, I just could not, even now I have flashbacks of the, the aroma. <laughs> It was so powerful. It really did work, and you you would see the difference. With, and so this was before we had the the scoping to be able to to magnify the scalp and see what was going on. And so this one was a, a it it it's close to to me because this was part of my um my rearing in in the hair industry, you know. But apple cider vinegar, right. and so um, the acidic nature of um, the apple cider vinegar helps to balance the pH in your scalp, and mm-hmm. it helps with dandruff and itching and flaking. And, um, you know, there's different ways. I, I know that on the market there's apple cider vinegar shampoos and conditioners and all, but I always say keep it simple. And one of the most effective ways to use it topically is to use it as a pre-shampoo treatment. I'm mm-hmm. grateful that... Um, you know, with advancements in technology, you're able to do the apple cider vinegar where it's not as pungent, <laughs> the fragrance, right. you're, you're able to do yeah. it, but it's really a powerhouse scalp treatment. Wow. Now, I have a question it on take, that. It doesn't take to mm-hmm. Well, it doesn't take, say that again? It doesn't take, it's a, it's a, it's a powerful treatment, but it doesn't take much to do. You can, you just mix okay. the, um, your appetite vinegar with water, and you want to make sure you have like um, um, purified water, and apply it to your scalp. Apply it to your scalp, and let that do the work. You know, um, I always say, don't scratch, don't scratch, don't. You know, although it's it can be um, like ASMR for people, and you know, people like to scratch and lift the um, the dead skin cells, but you don't need to. Uh, an effective product should be able to apply it to the scalp and you gently uh, massage it in and allow it to sit to do its work. And okay. so that's it's a great treatment. It's a powerhouse treatment. Wow. You can do it yourself, you can do it for others, or you can have it done. Okay, okay. Now, I want <laughs> for our listeners so uh-huh. to uh, make sure we understand if there's a distinction between the uh, apple cider vinegar the, like it's like one with the mother in it, if you will, Bragg's type, or there's the other one that like Heinz sells, like a straight, a different type of apple cider vinegar. Is there a difference in what you're putting in your hair? 
Say that one more time. So you have the apple cider vinegar that's Bragg's that has like the mother in it. So in other words, for those who don't, like the stuff that's floating in the apple cider vinegar. And then you have a, oh. another apple, the apple cider vinegar that is different than that. So I'm asking, is there a distinction or some difference? Do we have to use one or the other, or is either one of those apple cider vinegars okay to use? That's a great question. And to what I know, I don't know that there's a distinction. Um, I've just always used your your common apple cider vinegar. The one that she made, um, she made it at the store. So I don't even know where she, like what her ingredients and stuff were. You know, now in hindsight, okay. I'm older than before, I wish I took the time out to have learned it from her, you know. Oh, okay, but, um, not okay. That I know. Yeah, not that I know. Okay. All righty. All right. Now, we got two quickies before you go. We've got Chapter okay. 5. Which is mm-hmm. chapter five, celebrating and nurturing your natural hair. And so All right. with this, it was it was really important to to point out that, um, and we touched on this earlier. I think that in how we approach things makes a huge difference in mm-hmm. the the experience that we have, you know, and so. I, I I wanted to end on an encouraging note, and not okay. only encourage, not only encouraging in lip service, but encouraging in 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 pointing out or bringing up the importance of your attitude, how you're approaching it, um, surrounding yourself with like-minded individuals because there is strength in in unity there's there's a mm-hmm. there's something that happens when you foster that community of of those who are going on their journey you know that while the journey is individual the experience you know the common experience coming together can really be helpful you know and then understanding the importance of relaxation and how we go about um being able to massage. I don't remember if it was last month or the month after that when I was talking about the importance of doing a scalp massage. You know, even if you commit yes. to five mm-hmm. minutes a day, you know how important that is, um, specifically with um, producing blood flow to your scalp. But also we are living in very stressful times. We, while the pandemic may be over, COVID is here to stay, you know, in my opinion, you know. And what we haven't, what I'm recognizing is that we have not done a great job at addressing, we've we've got into like the medical aspect or component of COVID, its ramifications, and those of us in the aftermath of it. But we haven't focused on how COVID was a public health crisis. You know, mm-hmm. and so what we're finding now, you know, society in, in society that so many people have are walking around with untapped into unspoken of and untreated mental health. It, mm-hmm. It, mm-hmm. I don't know if it's that I'm more sensitive to it now or that it's actually really been an increase, but I don't think there's any coincidence in the the level and the frequency of heinous acts happening in broad daylight all around. So, you know, not to get too far gone, but there's such uh-huh. an importance in 
in um, community and in being able to take small steps in ensuring our own stress relief. And we can do that with our two greatest tools that God has given us, with our own two hands. We mm-hmm. have fingers mm-hmm. in our hands, and um, by the grace of God, if you're able to still use them to take the time out to um, provide self-massage. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm specific wow. on being able to do that um, to, to provide it in your head, in your scalp, around your neck, you know, where you're able to, to reach to, to start small, you know, five minutes a day. And you will, if you stay consistent, you will see a difference. You'll feel a difference. Mm-hmm. You know? Wow. You know, and, and then, wonderful. You know, and, and I, I just conclude the book with embracing a natural hair journey. Like I said, I wanted to end on a high, on mm-hmm. um, in the affirmative. And, um, you know, I hope that it really encourages and inspires people to want to, you know, go at it. Try. Wow. Wow. This has been excellent. I mean, some of the stuff you've definitely touched on before in our journey with you, but now that we all have this um, information contained to one book, this is like excellent. This is this is really excellent. One of the um the things that we did not cover and I would like really quickly because you've got a couple of minutes here, is to just define natural hair for us. You did say what you don't consider natural hair to be. So please help us understand what pretty much natural hair is before you go. So natural hair is simply the hair that grows out of your scalp without you doing any, adding anything to it or putting anything in it, that's your natural hair. Mm, okay. Okay. Nice and simply put. And the way you were saying before, you know, well, natural hair isn't this, this, or putting anything. I was like, well, it sounds pretty much to me. It's like, okay, when it comes out your head, that's about as natural as it's going to get. <laughs> as natural as it's going to be, you know. Uh, there's nothing you put on it. And... um I think this is really, all of this stuff is important to know because I'll even use myself as an example. Years ago, and I don't know if, um, oh, um, if this made a difference, and maybe you can even decide to expound on it if you want to. But years ago, okay, so when I would, um, uh, of course, when you process your hair, when you put, um, relaxing your hair or perming your hair, you, you know, of course, when it grows out, it's going to grow in its natural form. And when I had stopped using a relaxer um, or um, what do you call it, a perm, it was, it was a different texture. Now my hair is much different, very soft, um, you know, at the root, which was never the case 
um, at one point. So I think all of the, again, that's one of the reasons why I was talking about just learning your hair and how, you know, when you have someone in your hair all the time, you don't really get to know the differences that, you know, that or the changes that your hair necessarily takes. But, you know, even something like that and having a, a, a guide in your hand is great for when your hair is is changing as you're getting older right. as it, as you're getting it be, I think I think part of it was from my illness um mm-hmm. I noticed when it it changed at that point so you know this right. this this guide is going to be essential to how you move forward in my opinion you know especially if you intend to you know do keep your head natural and not really do anything you know process it in any manner so uh, this is this is wonderful please tell us how to get your loving your tresses book amen so um once again pastor Seth, thank you for the opportunity thank you for opening your platform I do not take it for granted. I thank God for you, and I mean that. You know, I'll tell you this publicly, but, you know, I told you this personally. And so I do thank you. I um, forwarded the actual Amazon link to you, but for those those who are listening, you can go to Amazon.com, and you don't even have to put the whole name in. Just put Loving Your Tresses, and it'll come up. And um, I'm proud on the cover. Those are my hands, and I'm actually doing oh, my assistant okay. hair. And so oh. you'll see my hand. And Sashi, that's her hair. I was untwisting her hair. That's her natural hair. Um, that's her unrelaxed hair, but that's not her natural hair color. I did her color. Okay. And um, so you, you'll see it right there. And uh, if you are an Amazon Prime member, you'll get it in two days. Um, depending on your location, all there's some places that you'll get it next day. And so I ask you to please um, purchase a copy. And if you, uh, once you're able to go through it, like I said, it's a, it's, a, it's a quick, handy reference for you to go through, not looking for you to read it like a novel, but to go mm-hmm. through it. You can read it from, from beginning to end, um, but I really tried to break it down to make it a quick, easy um, reference to go into, and you can just go right to whatever chapter or subchapter, get the information you need, and try it out. And, um, you know, God so moves you, please leave a review. And um, please let me know how it helped you, or if even if you have any questions, and or if you have any suggestions or what um, you wish you did get from it or what have you, by all means, please share it with me. Um, the best way is through email. Hello at GertieReneeGordon.com. And I thank you all. Mm, I mean, you have been a blessing to us. I mean, you have given us some, I mean, vital and essential and, I mean, key uh, points to how we take care of our hair for free. I mean, we're getting this for nothing. And it's, <laughs> it, we're blessed. We're truly, truly, truly blessed. You're more than welcome. And that's what God gave me this particular um, platform for to help other ministries. And I am grateful to God that, you know, we can be of um, use to God's people. You know, so Amen. this is God bless you. you. 
Oh, well, thank you, thank you. And please do not underestimate your contribution um, as well. Thank you so much. Here's, here's, I'm encouraging all of you to purchase Loving Your Tresses, a step-by-step guide to natural hair. It is a measly $9.97. It is $10. And, you know, for what we go to the corner store and pay the $10 for, you know, you just been and spent that ten dollars, and you can't even figure out what you did with it. But to have this in your hand, and you've seen how you know um, essential this information has been. So please, you know, I would. Here's what I would love. I would love we have a one month God space before our sister Gertie is back with us. So how about we read this? You know, read this. Um, this guide and bring any questions try some of this stuff and bring it back and you know next month we can talk about some of the stuff that you've tried especially things that you never considered doing and you're doing for the first time based on you know what the the guide you know has given and you've taken a suggestion you've used it and it's worked or has not worked or maybe you didn't get the the um the uh, results that, or maybe the results were even better than you thought. So right. let, let's do that. Let, let I'm, I'm putting that out it. there to all of you know um, our listeners, and let's let's send this to number one. That's all I'm saying. You know, we've gotten all this Amen. information previously. Um, you know, it has been graciously given to us by God. Let's send this to number one. So when the next book hits, it will automatically be forget about number seven it'll already be at the top of the list because we can make it happen so again wanting to say thank you so much for all that you have contributed god bless on this book um i'm going i'm glad you sent the link because what i'll do is i'm going to put it on my facebook page and that way whoever um sees it can actually um just press the link and you know purchase it no, no, you know, searching through or some treasure hunt. So, you know, I, when we talk next month, God spares, I'm looking forward to hearing um, some rave reviews. And what I would like also is for you to read some of the reviews that, you know, have been Amen. posted. So even if people well, have I, I not purchased so. it. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm sure. I'm hoping, I'm hoping so. Look at them. Yes, Amen. yes, yes. So make sure you read it, okay? We're looking forward to it. I just went to Amazon. I'm looking at it right now, and the new releases is up to number three. To God be the glory. Wow. <laughs> amen. Amen and amen. And number three in the, in the category of hair care and styling. It's not number three on Amazon's bestseller list. No. And, <laughs> but amen. Amen. And <laughs> amen. And that's yes, an accomplishment that's because how – Come on, how many books are out there based on, you know, hair care and things like that? So um, I'm excited. I'm excited. This is something that we need to be excited about. And I'm looking forward to what you're going to bring back next month. And um, you have a blessed and wonderful day. You as well. You as well. Thank you Thank all so you. much. God bless continually. All right. Thank you. Okay, okay bye-bye. Ah, what a blessing. Uh, it's the top of a Thursday morning. You know what I call top of the Thursday morning. It's time for our girl Shantice and our Pray for Them segment. But before we get there, good morning, Shantice. Good morning. 
I want to know what you thought of just a rundown of the book. I love it. I'm so excited for her. So excited that this is yet another level where she can share all of the knowledge from experiences that she's had, everything she's been learning and actually doing and, you know, her um, using these techniques on not only herself but her clients and, you know, getting great feedback. So I'm excited about the success of her book also. Um, the apple cider vinegar, I want to try that. I hope mm. I got time to try that today. I want to try that. <laughs> I was, well, I'm going to tell go, you. I'm going to have to go back I and play say, it. I'm thinking, mm-hmm. I'm thinking the same thing. I'm actually thinking the same thing. I have to wash my hair to get it prepared for mm-hmm. this weekend's event. And I was mm-hmm. like, yo, I, I'm, I'm going to see if I can kind of throw it in my hair and move around for five minutes while it's there. I'm going to do a little... Uh, a little research and find out exactly how I can. I, you know, some of the remedies that I've um, that God has given me actually include the apple cider vinegar. So I'm I'm pretty excited to even do yes, it my, the way my, it was described. My mine also because of the information I have in my scalp, I have to add apple cider vinegar to my shampoo. So mm. now to do this in another way. That's that's one of the reasons why it really caught my ear when she celebrated apple cider vinegar. Okay, I'm gonna definitely have to try that one in a different way, and see how that now works out for my scalp. So yeah, I was really really happy for her. Yes, yes, yes. So we have a lot to look forward to. Um, you know, the only direction we can go is up. You know, if God is giving it, yes. you know, it. I mean, everybody is is is. You know, everything works differently for everyone. But again, overall, I'm looking for success um, for not only our sister Gertie, but for everyone who actually, you know, uses this information. And it, it's a blessing mm-hmm. to be able to have access to this, you know, uh, information mm-hmm. and all of this wisdom. So, you know, keep her lifted in prayer, everyone, so that we can, you know, see God's people moving. We see enough movement in this crazy world. You know, let's let's keep uh, our sister Gertie Gordon, Minister Gertie Gordon, lifted in prayer and, you know, that God would grant her all the success that um, he has for her. All right, my girl, Shantice, what we got? Okay, this week, um, pray for them. We are praying for 32-year-old Atlanta rapper Jeffrey Williams, Better known as Young Thug. Mm. 32, 32 years old, yes. So <laughs> he is now in this whole Racketeer Influence and Corrupt Organizations Act, which is better known as RICO. And those of us who watch crime shows or any reality cop shows, we've heard of RICO cases plenty of times. He's being accused of being a co-founder of a street gang known as YSL, which stands for Young Slime Life. And that gang is affiliated with the National Blood Gang. And this gang is responsible for violent acts that goes back 10 years. Now, I have to look up the definition of racketeering again because this is like my third time reading this definition, and hopefully this time it will stick in my mind. But it's the coordinated effort by people, by multiple people to repeatedly earn a profit. So like bribery and money laundering and all that kind of stuff. So this gang is affiliated with crimes associated with that. 
Now, the prosecutors, <laughs> they were aiming to use his lyrics as evidence to these mm. alleged crimes. And it's like how – he's not the first rapper where they went to go slam him for something or a group of them for something, and the prosecutors immediately, immediately went to – I think it was um, Bobby Smurda also – they, they did this with or attempted to do this with in order to, like, point the jury and the judge towards, like, okay, th- this is the motive. They're telling on themselves, just pay attention to the, the lyrics to the songs. And the judge actually ruled that the lyrics can conditionally be wow. used as evidence. So, yeah, it's not looking too good for all that because I read some of these lyrics and you're talking about I got the meds in my sock, I'm running down. It's like, bro, okay. The, the additional charges, <laughs> he had additional charges on top of the charges that he already had that was filed last August. The additional charges was filed last August, and the additional charges included drugs and firearm violations. And this was because when the police got a warrant to raid his home, I believe they found drugs and firearms in his home. So they then slapped these charges on top of the charges he already has. Now, the trial is supposed to last some some months, and they will possibly include witnesses within the industry like Lil Wayne and Killer Mike. I'm not sure who Killer Mike is, but I don't know if I would want Killer Mike testifying either <laughs> on my behalf or against me. So this, this witness lineup ain't uh, sounding too hot, and we just did to pray for them for Lil Wayne where he can't even remember his own lyrics. So I don't know how this is supposed to work out. I don't know which side he's supposed to be testifying on. But it's just really sad because, you know, I'm not, I'm like, dad, God, am I really getting that old or am I just not that interested in a lot of these artists out here now? But he did win a Grammy back in 2019 for Song of the Year. He's been working with artists such as Drake. Everybody knows Drake. Drake is one of the dopest artists out here. And it's just, like, so unfortunate that you could have success like that but there still be a possibility that you're still living this other lifestyle, which can now possibly take you down. So praying for Mr. Jeffrey Williams, again, he's still young, only 32 years old, praying for the other rappers who are being charged alongside with him. He is not alone with possibly being sent to jail for these charges, again, that go back, goes back about 10 years. Um, again, praying for his followers because we know a lot. A lot of times, these young artists they have a following. They're being praised and worshipped, and you know, looked up to, and all of this. The praying that their followers really, really, really pays attention to their lifestyle. Because one thing I have to say about these artists, they they wear their lifestyle on their sleeve. They can't really hide how they really are, whether it's good or bad. Um, praying for his legal team, of course. As we know, a lot of times these defense attorneys will stay and do anything just to get their clients off. We're praying for the integrity of the defense and the prosecution because we've seen on both sides how the gloves just come off because the goal is to win. The goal isn't to get the truth out. The goal isn't to get justice. Praying for the jurors. Um, because at one point the the case got held up, the trial got held up a little because they couldn't find one of the jurors. I'm not sure what that was about. They didn't state it. But there was also an incident during the, the trial where 
there was some type of drug transaction in the courthouse, and one of the attorneys got arrested. So there's just a whole lot going on within this, whether it has to do directly with him or not. But just praying for the, the judge also that everyone and everything surrounding this case, everything will be handled properly. Everyone will go by the book, as they say. Um, just praying for his family because, you know, I haven't, the few articles I read, you know, didn't read. Oh, I'm sorry. I did read some about his brother where his brother has to be questioned. So if his brother has anything to do with this, is praying for, you know, that things work out the way God needs it to on his behalf. It's praying for the support and everything. This whole thing just sounds crazy, but just praying that this goes the way God needs it to go and that he starts making better decisions regardless of how this turns out, whether he ends up getting time or not, just praying that this is an eye-opener for him and he chooses to, to make better decisions for his life. All righty. Goodness gracious. I tell you. All right, my brothers and sisters, let us hold hands and hold hearts, and I'm just going to. What's his, what's his name again? His name is Jeffrey Williams. Jeffrey Williams. Okay, thank you. Heavenly Father, God, we come before you giving you thanks for all that you have given us this morning alone. And we're grateful to Heavenly Father that you have awakened us in our right frame of mind so that we can carry out what you have assigned us to do. And this morning, we're praying for Jeffrey Williams. We're lifting him before you, dear Heavenly Father. That's our assignment mm. today. We're grateful, dear Heavenly Father, that you've even chosen us to even call his name this morning and anyone who's associated with him, dear Heavenly Father, because we have to lift up all of our young people Lord, we, it, it's just deteriorating. Life is deteriorating. Life means nothing to this world. It's just get on it all, have it all, live and do whatever it is you want to do, whatever pleases you, whatever makes you happy, whatever you think gets you the most out of life, God. And we know that this just not the life that you have planned for any of us. And, Lord, as this enemy has been coined the the the, uh, the prince of this world, hmm, we're so happy to be able to serve the king. Thank you. Amen. Thank you for Amen. revealing your king to us. Thank you, dear Heavenly Father, for just calling our name in a special way and being so patient with us. How many times did we have to go through what we went through? How many times did you have to call our name? How many years were you patient with us, dear Heavenly Father, until we finally said yes, God? So we're we're calling the name of Jeffrey Williams this morning, God. Mm-hmm. He may not ever hear this prayer. He may not ever know people are praying for him. He may not even care. He may not even want the prayers, God, but we know how essential it is that we call his mm-hmm. name, dear God. And, Lord, at the age of 32 years old, 
He is facing the possibility of just giving away many years of his life. And God, we talk about this all the time, how sad it is that it's nothing. Because everybody's living for what they can have right now, the immediately. Nobody's the immediate. Nobody's thinking about tomorrow. Nobody's thinking about next week, next month, next year, God. Everybody thinks that they can ride this as long as they can and it will benefit them. But they don't think about the ultimate consequence. But because we've gone down that road and we've suffered Mm. consequences, and because we know where this can lead, we lift him before you, dear Heavenly Father. They mm-hmm. say it goes back as far as 10 years. That means that when he was 22, he could have possibly been involved again so early to Heavenly Father that he made these decisions. And, Lord, you know, we will have a, 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 a an attorney that would say he had a hard life and you know, mother did this, and he didn't have a father here, and all of these kind of things. But, God, we are so grateful that we have you, that you are an option on the table, that you are an option. As long as we are breathing, we can choose you, God. And we're grateful that he has this option as well. Thank you. Thank you that your son died for him as well, not just for us, but for him, so that he has a right to the tree of life. And we're just Mm -hmm. asking you, dear Heavenly Father, to just move in him. We're asking you, God, to just shuffle the pieces on the chessboard all around him, dear Heavenly Father, Mm -hmm. that somehow you will be presented to him. Somehow your son will be introduced to him. Somehow he would hear your name in a special way, that the presentation would be different than it has ever been before, that this Mm -hmm. Rico case could be somehow, we've seen it happen, that it could just move and come out a little different, but that you would stand before him in a different way, that his Mm -hmm. friend would find you maybe first, his mother, father, family member, I always say a pamphlet or a billboard, somebody else in the industry, someone else who's walked the path that he's walked, but you've touched them, that you've turned them around, that they've positioned themselves for you to move in their life, that he would make that same decision, Mm -hmm. that he would be sick and tired of being sick and tired, that he would realize what he's about to face, and he would call on your name, not just for the moment, not so that if you got him out of this, he would turn his life around and it would just be lip service, but that it would be a heartfelt petition. We're asking Mm -hmm. you to be with his legal team, the Heavenly Father, that there would be no underhanded things that would be done that could possibly make it worse. We ask you Mm -hmm. to be with the judge, God, that he would be fair. We ask you, dear Heavenly Father, to be with everybody who's sitting as a defendant along with him, anyone who he has influence over, anyone who has influence over him, that he would shake the Mm -hmm. name Young Thug, that that would even be a thing of the past, and that Mm -hmm. he would make 
uh, atonement, that he would come to you and ask for your forgiveness for anything and everything that he has ever done. This is is not strange that you would give him to us this morning. And, Lord, again, because we know what it is to be brought out of a sinful life, that we know that there is hope for him because there's nothing that you can't do. And we're going to thank you in advance for whatever it is that you do. Because your word says that you never even deal with us according to our iniquities. So thank you for that. Because whatever he does get, it could always be worse. Whatever the result is, it could always be worse. So we're going to thank you in advance for whatever it is that you're going to do. But we know that we may not be the only people praying for him. So, Lord, we ask Amen. you to just gather up all the voices, gather up all the hearts that are uh, are caring about him right now, that are concerned about his well-being. If he has any children, the Heavenly Father, that he would take all of the influence and now give his life to you and that he would be influential on another level. Amen. Thank you, Father. Lord, we're going to lift up our minister, Gertie, to you, dear Heavenly Father. We're going to thank you for for what she's been able to achieve. Thank you for giving her the information, the wisdom, and the knowledge, dear Heavenly Father. And we pray, dear Heavenly Father, as she climbs the charts, that she will continue to be humble, that she will continue to give you every praise every breath in her body, that she will continue to serve you, that her daughters would be raised in you as women of God, that they would look at their mother and understand who they have, that they have a gem as a mother, that they have a gem as a minister, that they have someone to follow that is imitating Christ. Thank you for her being a blessing us, God. And as this is being uh, uh, recorded today, but it would be a blessing to everyone who reads it, or hears it down the line, and everyone who reads the book would be blessed, and that they could pass that information along, and more sales, and more sales, and more sales, that there would be no limit to her blessings, and how much she's able to be a blessing. Thank you, God, for us being partners in partnership with her to lift up your name and to take the things that you give us and to give it back to you and your people. We ask you to bless her family. We ask you to bless her ministry. Lord, we're asking you to be with every minister on its due time. We're asking you to be with every listener, God that everyone Mm -hmm. would understand when you are speaking, that we would not be waffling and and wavering and trying to figure out if this is really you. But you said that that your sheep hear your voice. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for just sending us the gems that you do on a daily basis through this broadcast. We thank you, dear Mm -hmm. Heavenly Father, for using us. Thank you for shielding us, as I always say. Thank you that we're not the news. And thank you that our loved ones are not the news. Thank you to Heavenly Father for giving Shantice the guidance as she brings us her switch tip that comes from you, that brings us to pray for them, that comes from you, and we ask you to continue to bless her life. 
Lord, we give you the glory and the honor, so rightly do your name. In the precious name of Jesus, amen. Mm, amen. Thank you so much, Shantis. And again, we pray you have a blessed day. Thank you, you too. All right. How blessed are we? How blessed are we, you know, to even be able to pray for someone? That we're not so caught up in our own world and what we're going through and, you know, what we're facing and we ain't got no time and, you know, once I... uh. Once I get myself together, then I can pray for somebody, and I, I I can't even pray for someone because I'm doing this, I'm doing that. But we just we're grateful to God because He has endowed us even the ability to pray. And if we just continue to make ourselves available, and we take heed to the Holy Spirit, because the Bible tells us that it's the Spirit that speaks through us and utters our prayers for us. So, you know, when people say, I can't pray like you, and, man, we can't take no credit for that, because we wouldn't know what to say if it were not for the Lord. So, you know, we're just going to continue to bless God for all that he does through us, you know, you wake up one day and you see that God can use you. And you're like, little old me, you can use me. And it's so good to know that God has included you in his plan, in his plan of salvation. He's included you as a laborer. You know, people are trying to figure out, you know, what's my purpose, and I don't know why I'm here, and, man, I'm so grateful to God that he's made it nice and plain and clear that I don't have to worry or wonder anymore, or I never did, or I could stop running (laughs) and just submit to God and accept what he has for Stephanie to do and know that, you know, every day when you get up, you know your purpose, you know the call on your life. And, again, he just gives increase, as as our Sister Gertie said, the increase that he continues to give. You can watch the elevation all around you. You can watch the elevation in you and give him the glory and tell of his goodness. This is what we're supposed to do. How will people know how great and good God is unless we tell them about how great and good God has been to us, in us, through us, for us, about us? Oh, I get excited. I get excited. Listen, give God your life. You can never go wrong. You can't go anywhere but up, 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 and up. Just submit to God. You've been listening to It Due Time with Pastor Steph. Join us Monday through Friday from 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. where we discuss matters of the heart, mind, and spirit. As you go through your day, be sure to set your mind on things that are above, not on things that are on the earth. 
they will only serve as a distraction. Remember, prayer changes things. It's Pastor Steph signing off, and I want to thank our sister Gertie, Minister Gertie Gordon, for just blessing us today. And thank you for hanging out with us today and helping us do what we do. Please do not miss this opportunity to give Christ your life right now. And even if you've already given Christ your life, please do not miss this opportunity to strengthen that relationship with him right now because later is not promised to any of us. Until tomorrow, God spares. Where is Freestyle Friday? And we get to talk to the men. Until then... I love you.